Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast and thank you for joining us. Get ready to uncover the strategies everyone can implement for successful separation and divorce. This will save you available time, money and emotions while learning the secrets to your happy ever after. And now your host, my wife, Tanya Summerton. Welcome back to the Divorce Angel Podcast. It's really great to have you with me again today. I just love the feedback, the letters, um, the people that are asking for appointments and divorce roadmaps and how I can help people. I just, you know, it's my passion. I just love sharing my skills and my knowledge to make the life of people that are going through a separation of or divorce so much better. Because the information's not out there, and I see that as my job. My job is to share the information that I have, the knowledge that I learned from experts, to people um, that have then got that knowledge and can make better decisions when they're talking to their lawyer or they're thinking about their next steps or what their problems are and having the answers in front of them. It's really important. And knowledge is key. When you have knowledge, you have resourcefulness and resourcefulness is what will always get you out of trouble. So today I wanted to have a chat with you about problems because we have a lot of people who obviously come to me and work with me who have massive problems. Now the issue with problems when we've got them is we think that to find the answer we need a big answer. So in other words A big problem requires a big solution. But to be honest, it's the complete opposite to that. A big problem requires a whole lot of little solutions. And little solutions built up over time and and put together will ultimately get you a better outcome because nothing is just one big problem. To give you an idea of this, I'm going to tell you a story. It's, I'm warning you now, it's not very nice, but it's, it's something that happened to me when I was at the airport. And one day, a lady got out of a, a taxi, a lovely older lady. Well, I really shouldn't say lovely because I, I didn't know her personally. But she hopped out of a taxi and as she was walking through the forecourt and come through the sliding doors into the terminal, All of a sudden, she fell and she just landed on the ground and then didn't move. Now, I was coming down the escalator and I watched this all happen in front of me. I ran over to her and I knew straight away by how she had fallen and there was just nothing that we needed to get a defib. That's what we needed to do. The lady, when I quickly checked her, she seemed to have already passed away on the floor in the airport terminal. And, you know, this is just shocking. Like, here I am at work. This lady's getting off a cab and expecting to go home or go visit someone, whatever she was doing there. And all of a sudden there she's laying on the ground in the terminal. The issue I had was what should I do first? What is the first thing to do? Um, and if you've had any medical training, you, you need to diagnose the problem before you can help someone. So we're trained to make sure that obviously we have a defib on on hand and they've got so good these days that you can put the paddles on someone and the machine actually tells you if there's any you know, electricity or anything in their body and 
what needs to happen to actually restart their heart if that is indeed the problem. So let's get back. We'll come back to this story, but let's go back to what I'm talking about here with divorce. There's many ways that we have problems and some of them are emotional. So some of the problems that we have, we have in our head. You know, they're just thoughts that we're having, which then cause us to have these emotions. And those thoughts can then have us act on things and make problems. So we don't, I don't want to talk about that today. What I want to talk about is let's call them tactical problems. So the problems where we need a strategic answer. Imagine that your problem is something like you're unhappily married, you you feel unloved, this just isn't working, you know, there's no future prospects, maybe you've fallen out of love, maybe your ex has left you and that's your problem, or maybe your legal bill is completely out of hand and you want to get it back in some form of order. The interesting thing is, Inside of you, you have the answers to whatever your question is. It's in you. But your brain is so full of chatter and thoughts and negativity that you struggle to come up with what really the answer is. Now, when I'm working with clients, in a lot of cases, they will have a really, really big problem. So let's, for instance, say that they are trying to work out an agreement They want to come to an agreement with their ex-partner. Now, if you think about it, there's there's a list of problems. You know, you need to sort out who's going to have the children, who's going to get access to the bank account, who's going to look after the dog, um, who's going to get the super or the 401k, whichever country you're in. All of these things are, are micro problems which consist to make a bigger issue. Now, if we break them all down one by one and answer them or come up with a a result for each of them individually, ultimately, they solve the big issue. And the big issue, let's say, for instance, you're unhappily married. Well, the big issue there for me would be you're looking to find happiness and want to start a new life. But you can't do that until you've addressed all of the little problems. So if we go back to the lovely lady at the airport, my job was to quickly diagnose what had happened to her and what was the best course of action to help her. And I needed to break that down in my head bit by bit to get her the best possible um, outcome. Because, you know, here I was in an airport, people standing around waiting to get baggage, people walking in and out of the door. What do we best do and what does the list of actionable items look like for me to be able to save her? Now, the outcome of the story for the lady isn't the best, unfortunately. The reason it's not was completely outside of my hands. The lady it had turned out had just had an operation and had left the hospital to come to the airport to get on a plane to go back home. Now, it turned out that lady should probably never, ever have left hospital. She'd left too soon and she'd had a biopsy and part of, I think it was her liver, had broken off, which had caused a massive aneurysm and she she just passed away. So it was really sad, but there was nothing that anyone could have done to have helped her. 
So what I'm trying to say to you is in your case, there's going to be things that are outside of your control that you really can't do much about. But there's a whole lot of little things that you can fix. You have to break the big issues down into little micro problems and address them one by one. You need to ask yourself, what is the big problem which is causing you the most hurt or angst in your life? And what are the little steps that you need to take to get a positive outcome? If it is unhappily married, what does that look like? So first you need to understand, and that's why we do a divorce roadmap with our clients, is we sit down and work out each and every aspect of them leaving the relationship and what the future might look like for them. You know, then they go home and they have a conversation with their partner about what they could do collectively to have a better life moving forward because you never ever want to sit there and go, this is how I feel. You make me do this. You've made me do that. You want to always talk with how are we going to fix our future? What are we going to do to help our children? How are we going to divide our assets? And the response from that, from your partner, is then how you understand what the next actionable steps are because if they sit there and go no let's work we're going to work together on this and yes I understand where you're coming from because I feel the same way or I'm completely shocked that you were even having this conversation and uh, why don't we ha- go and have some counseling or is there something that we can do about it how that they respond will be what you now then need to do moving forward You know, if they turn around and go, oh, this is just garbage and this isn't true and you're the one that's done this and this is all your fault, then you know, you know, from that conversation and how they respond, what you need to do. Because the answers are in front of you. You just need to realize, firstly, what the problem is and then know how to answer them for yourself. So, so many people will say, I just don't know what to do. What should I do next? Where should I go? And then when I talk to them and we we sort of get to the bottom of it, they'll know every time what the answer is, but they just haven't thought deeply enough about all of the little problems that need to be answered to get to the answer of the massive or the big problem. Say, for instance, your problem is you've already started legal proceedings and you're going, my legal bill is getting out of hand. It's just enormous and I never thought it would get like this. So many people, when we have this conversation, they'll go, in hindsight, I should never ever have done that. But what we find is people act on their emotions, not on the facts. So at the time, they either retaliate to what someone else has done or they go, I'm not getting what I need to get or I'm so hurt, I just want to hurt my ex as much as I'm hurting, that they, they do things that cause consequences. And you hear me talk about that all the time. For every action, there is a reaction or a consequence for what you do and you've got to think through it. I have a client at the moment who has recently unfortunately because of emotions there's no doubt about it has ended up with a massive legal bill this is, you know the bill's out of hand is there anything that I could have done to stop it well I tried hard but 
the person just did not want to listen and continued to just fire off letters and pretty much was a loose cannon. Now, I was about to sack the client because of the behaviours and how she was treating her, not only her ex-husband, some of the allegations that were going on around behaviours and things like that, which were just not called for. But when I looked at her, I could see she was in such a world of hurt that she just did not know what to do or how to go about fixing her problems. And even though I tried to get it through to her, unfortunately, she pretty much had to travel down the road just to understand that what she was doing wasn't right. Fast forward five weeks and she gets this legal bill and all of a sudden there's this light bulb moment for her as of what have I done? This is, you know, she just wants to press the rewind and go back and is really sorry for the accusations, how she's acted out, because she knows that deep down, it's not at all how she wanted to end her relationship with her ex-husband. When a legal bill is out of hand, I often say, is there any chance that you could contact your ex and just put up a white flag? What does that look like where the two of you can have a conversation together and just go, right, this is not working for either of us, especially if there's children involved. You know, there's a bigger picture. And if you can both get on the same page and think about the consequences for the children or even for yourselves, because you want to have a life together moving forward you might you know people will say I hate my ex I I can't stand them I hate them and there's a my mum told me this there's a fine line between love and hate and you can move back and forth over that line there's no doubt about it so you might hate them in that moment and you might not like the person they are but ultimately you chose them when you got married. You chose them to be what you thought was going to be your life partner. So you have to be responsible for that decision. Moving forward in your life, you need to make good. You need to make good because if you don't, no one else will and you will regret it. Now, in a program I'm in at the moment, which is simply amazing, A lady the other day talked about the fact that she had not spoken to her ex-husband for five years. She changed her Facebook page. She changed her name. He had not seen their daughter for the five-year period. He'd moved on and got remarried. And she was just pretty much living her life hiding because she didn't want to talk to him or see him or anything like that. And she realized all she was doing in her life was hiding She had spent five years hiding, not living. So she sent him an email with a picture of their daughter and explained that she was sorry for what she'd done. And it turned out that he'd got remarried, he had another child, and he was so shocked by the email that before he even opened it, he sat there thinking, is this a hoax? But when he did open it, since then it only happened this week they've communicated on and off and she realizes and feels now that life can only get better that it wasn't worth all of the animosity and pain and the stories that she had going on in her head about why she had to stay away from him those stories were causing her to react in a way that was not very nice 
So she addressed her own problem of being unhappy by, firstly, she had a, the problem that she had was that she was either scared or she thought he was going to take their daughter away or he wasn't a nice person or whatever it was that she was telling herself. So her actions at the time were to go to that problem was to go into hiding and change everything and move from state to state, not let him know where she was. And now when she realized that it wasn't making her life any better, that became her problem. She then had to find the answer to that problem. So she had to come up with a little, what do I need to do? How do I address this? So the first thing is to contact him and to then start a communication. And then obviously now she's going to get, uh, let the father meet the daughter. But getting back to the, the big, what I'm trying to get across here is that if you've got a big problem, you don't need a big solution. You need little solutions packed on top of each other, which will ultimately fix the big problem. And you've got the answer inside of you. You just have to ask yourself the right question. And when you ask yourself the right question, you will get the answer to your problem. So hopefully this has helped a little bit. If you've got a problem, really consider asking yourself what you should be doing. The interesting thing is when I look the word problem up, in the dictionary, it says a question posed for solution or discussion. That's what it said. Now, I love that. A problem, a question, a problem is a question proposed for solution or discussion. How many times when we are going through a separation or divorce, there is no, or we, we can't find the solution and it is simply not up for, for discussion. It is this is this way or it's that way. It's black or white. People think it's black or white. Where it's not, it can be a negotiation or even just a compromise. A compromise is an amazing solution and it allows you to get on with your life. And you have to weigh up what the most important thing is for you now. Is it the fight or is it the rest of your life? So I hope this has helped. And if you've got any questions or emails, send them through to me. If you'd like to get a divorce roadmap done, please get onto my website at www.tanyasummerton.com and use the link there and book one in. And you could also drop into my Facebook group if you'd like, which is a Divorce Angel Facebook group. But until next week, I'll talk to you then. Bye for now.